stop goal! And... It's over! They've done it! Evans has done it! Welcome back to another episode of Two Words and Four Quarters, a Harlequins podcast. My name's Michael, and as always, I'm sat here with my cousin Will after a bonus point victory at home in the league against Newcastle Falcons. I had a pretty special day, mate. It was a pretty good day all round. Great to be back at home, getting a little bit darker in these sort of cold winter months, so it got a bit dark and under the lights in the second half, but it was a special afternoon. How are you feeling? I'm feeling incredibly ropey. I, um, <laughs> Every week we do this. How are you? Yeah, I'm fragile. I got no, blitz we, yesterday. <laughs> we had a really good period where we didn't talk about how hungover we were. So we must have had a reasonably healthy summer. And for some reason, it's just, yeah, it seems to be silly season now, doesn't it? It's come it a little clear this year. A few birthdays, bonfire night. There's lots going on. Um, yeah, I had a bottomless brunch. So I watched via PRTV which I think if somebody with a bit of cash wants to invest in PRTV, they could do a huge job with it because it sucks. Yeah, it's not great, is it? But it is really cool how you can still watch your team when they're not on, let's call it BT Sport, because no one's going to call it TNT, are they? That's real. It's BT Sport. Um, But nice that I can still watch it. I've had a howler of a morning. I've, I've already thrown my phone in the bin instead of the McDonald's from last night i've um made myself i managed to get out the bin you're looking at me (laughs) don't worry i did take it out i didn't just leave it there um and then i made myself a coffee because that is just the only thing i need in my life right now and before i even drank it i put the whole thing straight in the dishwasher so if i'm a little bit slow on this week's episode please forgive me these things come in threes so i don't know what the third's going to be we'll find out in the next 60 minutes i imagine I can see there's a glass perch behind you on the kitchen counter, so don't turn around and knock that over. I'll go through. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was um, it was pretty cool, mate. Obviously, disappointed that you weren't there, but um, me too, yeah. me too. I, I it completely slipped my mind as well. I forgot I had this birthday bottomless on the on the weekend, and um, I got myself really riled up for Falcons. I was getting really excited for it, and then it, it dawned on me actually I've, I've double booked, which was a crying shame. Hopefully, I'll make up for it and try and do Leicester away. This week, that's how you've got you've got the other cards, aren't you? You've got you've got Leicester away on the cards for next weekend. Yeah, need to figure out all the logistics for that. I think that'd be one of my rugby bucket list stadiums ticked off. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try and make that one happen. That would be really cool, especially with the the run of form that we've got. If we were to go and get a result there, I did actually book. Uh, I did actually book Bath away for the 23rd nice. of December this week. So that's uh, that's another one for me to get get going. When, it, when is it? Sorry, 23rd. 23rd of December. Oh, nice. God, that is. Close to Christmas, isn't it? Yeah, so me and a few mates are going there and back in the day from Twickenham on the train, which would be quite good. And yeah. no, there's, there's no like train troubles or anything around that well, time? Well, I mean, there it's might be. Yeah, <laughs> might be. We, might, we might get a week out and have to reconsider and unfortunately stitch one of the lads up with driving us there. <laughs> so hopefully not. It's actually not a bad drive. No, it's not too bad it's at all. But it's just, just you want to have a nice day out and have a few beers and a bit of a walk around the Christmas markets and all that other stuff. But You like that one, don't you, Bath Away? Yeah. Couple of times it is nice. I wish I made more of a weekend of it in previous years. Are you going for just the game or are you going to do a weekend? No, we'll do first thing in the morning. We'll leave about half past eight, get down there about 10, yeah. get around the Christmas markets, have some food, nice. and then head back on the train about eight o'clock, back in Twickenham, Teddington for 10 half 10, a little nightcap, and in bed by 11 o'clock. Oh, lovely. And for, for anyone listening that might also be going, whereabouts are you sitting? Great question. We are on the side where there's a little bit of cover, but we're not in the covered bit. Um, That's what, is that the Quinzer section or is that somewhere else? No, I didn't do it in the Quinzer section just because I was going with three or four mates who didn't have Quinzer stuff. So I didn't actually do it, book it through them. Um, I just, which is probably a bit of a, a fault on my part. But yeah, we're bottom corner, cheapest ticket. It's about 58 quid a ticket. It wasn't cheap. Not cheap, is it? And on, on the far side where the non-covered seats were to sit sort of middle of the pack halfway line, it's about 80 quid. Bloody hell. Yeah. They've got to pay Finn Russell somehow, haven't they? Well, that's a very, very good point. Well, very well made, William. Anyway, yeah. should we talk about Newcastle? Yes, let's do it. You, I mean, you hinted at it there, but you had a hell of a day, didn't you? Talk me through it, because I've not had a proper catch-up with you yet. No, so um, I, well, I was going to go to the grounds um, nice and early anyway to go and meet um, one of the guys who works in the club. We're going to talk about hopefully getting together a couple of exciting bits for me and you in the next few weeks and months in and around the Christmas period, hopefully as well, with maybe a little European adventure in there somewhere. So stay tuned for that. Um, and then as I was on my way to the ground, he just dropped me a, dropped me a text and said, I might be about to make your day. I thought, this, this should be good. He's like, there was a table of 10 in the uh, Leonard uh, Jason Leonard 
Legends Lounge, um, full hospitality that has just pulled out and now is down to a table of six. We've got four just in there going free. So you and you and a couple of mates fancy it, and I was I'm absolutely fuming. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, of all the weekends, I'm not with Will. I was like, this absolutely is unbelievable. Fuming. So we had. I've never done that as well, mate. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so we had three course meal, drinks. Caden Early came in for a bit of a pre-game chat. Oh. Um, Billy came in post game. What was the drink uh, of choice? Uh, I was on the Guinness. Nice. Yeah, it was nice to have it in a nice glass as well. Uh, yes. Of the plastics. And um, not have to pay for it as well. I and not have to pay for it. Yeah. So three, cool, three courses. The, those ones taste better, don't they? They did taste unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Laurie Dalrymple was sat on the table just behind me. So I was very careful about how I was presenting myself. And I stuck a shirt yeah. on for the occasion. And oh, very Jack, nice. Jack Clifford was in there as well. Um, some other chaps that listen to the pod, who I mentioned a bit later on, were in there. We had a nice chat with them, and that's cool. It was a very, very lovely afternoon, mate. I recommend the duck. Um, it was, for God's sake. <laughs> mate, I went to a bottomless brunch that cost me 50 quid, and there wasn't even a lager option. What were you drinking? drinking? Just... I was drinking rum punch, Jesus, which I'm sure was 80% orange juice. <laughs> yeah, so well, it was um... underwhelmed, but I mean, it's hit me now somehow. Yeah, but no, it was great. So we were. I, you know, we moved out. They did, did give us the option. Actually, said, "Oh no, you, you can of course go back to your Southdown seats and where you sit in your season ticket if you would like." And I thought, "Well, yeah, maybe." But then we actually were. Hey, you do that every week. Yeah, uh, we 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 didn't bother with that. We just stayed where we were, slap bang on the halfway line. Oh, ten, great! Yeah, hundred percent. Ten yards from our table, just looking over the dugout, and I was. We were sat literally in the bit in the aisle where the coaches sort of got that ladder into the bird's nest. Ooh, that's so cool. Billy and Danny Wilson and. Nev just strolling past. Danny Wilson is actually not as big as I thought. I had him penciled in as this quite tall, rangy chap, and he's actually quite—I don't want to say short, but he's not—he's not a big lad. But he—he um, he was milling around and having a few chats, which looked good. But yeah, it was a pretty special day, mate. Was um, I mean, obviously it was, but the, the view being very different, you get a different perspective of the game. Is there anything you, know what? you saw that you don't usually see? I was a little bit more involved, sort of in my own head, sort of the way you that we were setting up and defending when the ball's sort of in the middle of the pitch because you can see, you know, just players slightly offsetting when we've got the ball. Um, you can see, you know, connections when when you're defending. Um, it was great to have a more detailed view of the line-out as well, a few of the ones that were on our side. You get a really good uh, sense yeah. of, like, where the movement careful. happens and sort of where the players are moving to and where the throw's going up. And obviously, you get a great view anywhere ever in the stoop. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I had a really, really, really brilliant day. I was very, very pleased by the end of it. Oh, good. I'm, I'm pleased for you and also slightly envious. <laughs> I, um, I find well, I love our seats in the South Stand, by the yeah, way. Yeah, me too. Find, um, sitting there sort of behind the goalposts, you can always kind of spot the gaps before they appear because you're, yeah. you're either part of an attack or you're part of a defensive line, which is quite nice. And then previously, I was on one of the sides. I can't remember what it's called. It might be the DHL. Or the, I don't know. It's the DHL, I yeah. I don't know if they've renamed it a million times again like they have every other stand. But <laughs> I used to sit on the side and it was good in the sense of you could kind of get a feel of the depth of the attacks. Um, as you say, the line outs, you can get a, a better angles on whether they're straight or not. So there are benefits to sitting in different seats, aren't there? I'll tell you what, though, you do feel the noise from the South Stand. Do you really? Yeah, That's you do. Because well. it, it's got that, you know, it's the steel you yeah. know, stamping of the feet and people whacking the terraces up the top end. You do actually hear the noise from the South Stand, which is quite good. So that was uh, reassuring. We're nice. doing something right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also was given a pack of Harlequins trading cards. Nice. They've, they've come out this week, so I've got really a few here. I've got a Luke Northmore. I've got a Sarah Bonner. I've got a mascot. Um, I've got a 2021 Women's Alliance Premier 15s Champions card as well. Um, but I also, which is quite apt given the fact that he started the season like an absolute freak, I uh, I got a shiny Alex Dombrandt. Shiny Dombrandt. A shiny Dombrandt. I wonder how much that one's worth. Don't know, but I'm not. I'm not probably I'm, quite a lot already. I'm not. I'm not sure that's one of the ones I'm going to be willing to trade. Um, I might yeah. keep. I might keep hold of that. I also had a go at the pour your own pints. Um, nice in the north stand. Listened to D. Roger a little bit, chatting to Archie White, and they were chucking some corn holing around. And yeah, it was brilliant, mate. It was a really really how, good start. Um, how do those trading cards work? Have you got to buy them or? I think you can buy them sort of as a pack individually, and then you can. Say that. I'll, how I'll swap, do you, how I'll do you trade them? Yeah. Oh, you go go to somebody that's got something you want and say, "I'll swap you this for this." It's not like Pokemon then, where they've got different stats and things. When uh, they've or, got, you know, or top trumps, uh, not quite top trumps. No, it's position, debut season, height, year of birth, country, 
Um, so yeah, no uh, no stats, you know, power 95 or tackling 82 or whatever it is. Takes me back to like Yu-Gi-Oh cards, Blue Eyes, yeah. White Dragon. A little bit before my time. Now, maybe. <laughs> oh, don't make me sound old, mate. <laughs> I just, That's horrible. Wasn't, wasn't my thing. You, you know, two, what, not even two years, there's one year in it. Before <laughs> yeah. your time, come on. Yeah, man. don't you forget it either. But no, wow. it was um, it was a wicked and, um, game. I've not done on the pour your own pints as well. Are they good? Does it work? It was a, it's a new thing. It's really good. And the bloke there was really, really handy. But I maybe I wasn't listening, but I was under a little bit of pressure trying to pour the perfect pint. And obviously I was going for a Guinness. So you've got to give it a little bit of a time to settle. But yeah. also the clock runs to a point where you have to sort of finish pouring by. And I'd let it settle for a little bit too long. So I was sort of rushing to pour it and finish it at the end. So I got a little bit too bubbly on, on me. But no, it's really good. And obviously just... You know, can we get that clock on the actual bars? That's the amount of time they've got to pull their points. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> but, it, but that's the thing; it eliminates some of those cues, and yeah, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, spread out some of the footfall. But yeah, it was class. Pre-game light show was wicked. Just in general, it was brilliant, and it probably goes that same. But everyone, you know, working in the uh, in the hospitality lounges were absolutely wonderful. Very, very charming. Service was was excellent. Food was unbelievable, and it was right by your seat. Nipping at halftime, finished my dessert. And uh, went out to the second half oh, class. Is there a new career for you? Have you seen the padded seat? I think it's called. I think it's in the padded seat. Yeah, they've, yeah. Done it. they've actually done it at the yeah, seat as well, which I went back and watched. But yeah, this guy literally just goes from big sporting event to big sporting event, and then he also does some like proper like non-league football stuff, doesn't he? Like yeah, he, yeah, uh, he goes down the grassroots avenue, but also does things like the Super Bowl. So yeah. He gets the full experience. I was sort of sitting there going, do you know what? I've seen the other side. I'm not sure I can go back to Southstand anymore. But obviously, <laughs> I'm sorry. Flying, flying business class for the I first know, time. I know. I've, I've never the, done trouble that is, the trouble is, mate, and I suspect my analogy for flying business class, but on an economy budget, also translates for you living the hospitality lifestyle, but on a, a standard seat budget, unfortunately. So, uh, unfo- unfortunately, we'll, we'll be back in. Well, not unfortunately, because we, we absolutely love it. Of course we do, but. We'll be back in the South Stand for Saturdays at home in a couple of weeks, but no, that's going to be good, isn't it? That will be no good. place I'd rather be actually. Than no, I'd be what probably though. right on a five thirty Saturday night. You know, we'll get yeah, nice five thirty kickoff as well. Five thirty kickoff. Yeah, oh, that that's going to be good, isn't it? Will be good. Anyway, let's talk the actual game. Newcastle Falcons. We'll start probably with a little bit of team selection. Um, a couple of changes actually from the last couple of weeks. It was a bit of a shuffle in the pack. Not a big shuffle, but Jack Kenningham obviously had a little bit of rest it looks like played a lot of rugby we mentioned it on the pod last week or so didn't we about trying to get some of our more um combative is maybe not the right word but players that are really putting their body on the line and guys like Webb and Kenners get through a whole heap of work but aren't you know blessed with that enormous frame like someone of a, a Joe Launchbury or a Will Collier that sort of thing so Kenner's got a little bit of a rest and Lennox and Oscar Beard maintained their roles in the centres having played really well at Bristol the week before any other surprises? No, not at all. You and I were talking about it all week, whether you bring the international straight back in or not. I think we got a fantastic win away at Bristol. You largely keep the same team. It's tricky to rest players in this season because it's so short, but players like Jack Kenningham and Will Evans and arguably your props as well, going to get through a lot of work. doesn't matter how many games less we've got this year compared to last year. They still get through a lot of work. So, they do need to be rested and rotated at some point. And it felt like Newcastle at home is one that we, we should win quite comfortably. And as it turned out, we did. So it felt right to to rest a couple at this time, even though it's still so early in the season. But Jack Kenningham out of the starting team and out of the squad, actually, I, I felt was yeah. um, good management. Also, when you factor in that Chandler Cunningham South was coming back into the mix, why wouldn't you rotate a little bit? Because you don't lose any class there at all. It was Dino Lamb that started at six, which I was surprised by. I thought it might be James Chisholm. James Chisholm looks like he, he could deserve a start soon. I don't know who for, because we've got such depth at the moment. But good to see Dino out there, and he obviously scored. So that, that felt like a good change to make. In the backs, nah, I think I think they made the right call. I'd have kept the same team as well. I think the, um, the thing with Chisholm in terms of starting instead of Dino is that Kenningham is obviously a big lineup option for us, whereas Dino jumps as well. We don't often see James Chisholm going up in the line out. So I imagine that's the uh, the thinking behind there. But as you said, on the bench, it was the uh, the charge of the light brigade, wasn't it? Marla, Lewis, Cunningham South, and obviously Marcus Smith back in uh, back in the courses after being away at the World Cup. How good to see them boys back. 
must be one of our best benches we've ever put out. That's pretty close, wasn't it? Very good. Um, so good to see them back. And it was a great reception when Joe and, and Marcus came on as well. Mm. Good to see Dylan run out in the quarters. Yeah. I, I think we'll see a lot more of him. I think we might see him wear the three shirt a couple of times this year and then let Collier have 20 off the bench at the end. Just make sure that they're both well managed. Again, you're bringing in international quality, so you don't lose too much when when you rotate those two. Um, and Max Green had a good amount of game time at the start of the season. As we said last week, seems to have leapfrogged Lewis Jaltima. Mm-hmm. I think Danny Kerr might be back this week. I'd hope he's back this week for Leicester away. Well, not, there's a um, back Saris, isn't he? So there's a there's a little inkling which. Uh... Billy did let slip in the uh, the post game chat, which I'll, I'll mention towards the end of the episode about who might be returning and when. So we'll uh, we'll get to that. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because um, um, yeah, I, I can't imagine Max Green's going to get many more minutes after this week. So interesting to to see what we do with him. Whether it was, obviously, a, it was obviously a short term signing, wasn't it? It was a short term lo- loan. Yeah, it was. So okay. whether that turns into a long-term thing or a permanent thing? Who knows? We've got no idea. But he's 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 fitting well. And as you said, he's he's gone past Lewis Jouter in the pecking order, it seems. So, yeah. But in terms of the game, it wasn't a rapid start. Luckily, the weather held oh, off because yeah. all week the forecast was just has how, how it's been the last sort of 10 days in London. It's been absolutely tipping it down all week. I've been stuck out in the rain three or four times this afternoon at work or, the, you know, afternoon's gone this week and it's been absolutely miserable. So the rain held off, which is brilliant, but it wasn't... Yeah, we got better weather than we thought, didn't we? We did. Absolutely we did. Obviously, I was sat inside for the first bit of the game, so I wasn't outside oh, slumming it, but... <laughs> I'm, done, I'm, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. But no, it wasn't It wasn't a rapid start. And actually, Newcastle seemed to fire the first shot of the game in the fifth minute. It almost looked like the gap had opened up and, and Moroni looked like he was going to go over and score. Lewis Liner stuffs him on the, on the try line and then Lenny just somehow almost like slides in and just gets his knees under the ball and then it sort of gets pulled into touch and wasn't quite sure what happened but it, it looks for all the world yeah. he's going to go in and score and we managed to stop it yeah that that was a huge moment in the game so early on actually it was good to see Lenny making such an impact mm. particularly within the first five minutes but in in the broader context of the game it probably feels like it, it wasn't a big moment given the scoreline but actually to keep them out five minutes in just gave us the chance to to build a bit of a platform, and we did. That first half, we built a score of a, a 21-point lead, and at that point, the game's done. And if they've got the first score, then it, it's a completely different game, and it, and it doesn't really set up the rest of, of what followed. So, huge moment from Lenny. I actually thought Liner went a bit high and got fended off, which gave, um, was it Moroni? Yeah. Yeah, gave Moroni the chance just to get over the line, but Lenny bailed his mate out, and then I think it was Nick David that bundled the the follow-up into touch so good good scramble defense but yeah it could have gone a very different way couldn't it so hats off to Lenny really well, to be fair of... they also had a penalty yeah. two or three minutes after that 25 meters out slap bang in front and Rory Jennings sort of shanked off the outside of the boot and went past the right and up stick so you know at that point we're still nil nil and I think even before there were any points on the board Carreras on the wing nearly did an absolute madness he picks up the ball on the left-hand side and dances his way through two or three players, finds a little gap, and you just think, oh, God, he's going to put the put the hammer down now and, and take off. Chip and chase, and it's Jared Evans that's chasing back. And obviously, Carrera's running at full steam with Evans, who's then got a turn and head back towards the ball. It's only going to be a one-winner in that race. But luckily, Nick David managed to scramble across, pick up the ball and, and clear lines. But there was a little... There was a little warning shot or a couple of warning shots delivered by the Falcons before we then actually did get on the board in the 15th minute. Yeah, and I mean, what a try. Yeah. It wasn't just that moment as well, actually. The forward pack all day were like the Harlem Globetrotters. Some of the offloads they were putting out, some of the line-out moves that they were operating as well. Actually, in that 15-minute mark, it was Launchbury that took the ball off the back of the line-out, pops it out to, to Dombrandt who then finds Riley on the inside ball if it wasn't for a, a deliberate knock-on, which saw them get a yellow. What did you think of the knock-on or the, the yellow? It, well, it just was. It, would, it just was. It's unlucky, isn't it? I don't like that rule especially. but Yeah. It was... I, was, I was sort of thinking the same. I've watched it back a couple of times. It's and weirdly, weirdly, when I was watching it, it just looked like Riley had dropped the ball and we were just sort of playing on. You can see Dombrandt almost stop. And then it flashed up on the big screen and... I think, oh, he might have just knocked it with his hand because I've watched it back on the replay and Byrne, who's 
making the you know tackle quote unquote. He doesn't really look at the ball. He doesn't really look at the inside runner. He's only really got eyes for Dombrand. It's just a shame that when he puts his arm out to then sort of wrap in the tackle, his arm is sort of sweeping down a fraction, clips the ball and, and heads towards the turf. And unfortunately, it's a yellow card. It was such a lovely move, though, that I think if that had stuck in Riley's hands, he had a good sort of 10 metres in front of him, open ground. Yeah. I'm not saying he'd have scored. No. I think someone there, but we'd have got front football and probably would have scored off the, the sort of second or third phase after that. Anyway, we do end up scoring because we kicked the corner from that penalty. It's another line out and it's another clever move that, that sees a score. I don't really know what happened, to be honest. It just seemed to sort of splinter into sort of yeah. two or three and Riley runs over with no one really knowing who's got the ball. So, Do you know what's interesting about that, though, is that obviously from where I was sat, Adam Jones is on the touchline and he's sort of turning around, looking up towards the the bird's nest where the other coaches are and you can see him sort of miming and mouthing as well why haven't we called for a scrum rather why have we kicked the corner because obviously you, you go for the scrum there because they lost their hooker yeah they've lost their hooker you've got to take one on take another one off and just adds a little bit more disruption obviously you know and i said to i said to wiley and wiley that i was sitting and, and the boys i sit next to that's worked out fortuitously we've got over from the resulting penalty but had that not have gone the way we wanted it to that's that's to me was that little bit of added detail that Steph mentioned with uh, yes, Danny Wilson just about to say the same thing I mean that's a really good point I hadn't even thought of that from Adam Jones sort of the scrum would have been a good call actually because they'd have had to brought their hook on the bench and, and sacrifice the player so yeah. that would have been smart but Actually, you can see the detail specifically in the lineout coming to fruition a bit more. Absolutely, some of those, some of those moves. Yeah, God, we've been crying out for them as fans, haven't we? They're absolutely brilliant. Sort of the wraparounds, the inside balls, splintering through malls. Like we're looking really strong in that space, and I think that is the difference between being title contenders and not being title contenders. Is that dominance in that kind of set piece? And our scrum, as we know, has been dominant for a long time, ever since Adam Jones came in, really. We've got brilliant props. We've got brilliant locks. And as in fact, our pack is as good as it's ever been, I think. Mm. To then fix the line-out issues that we've been having and add those kind of cute details in there, we look really threatening. So from that line-out move, yes, great to score the try. Hadn't even thought of calling for the scrum, but we've got good foundations in both of those set-piece players now, haven't we? And then, as you said, in that 25th minute, our next try... It's the forwards just throwing the it's, ball it's around. It's the Harlem Globetrotters uh, again. The Harlequin Globetrotters. It's Liner's in there as well, but it's it's Webb with the offload to Launchbury. It's Launchbury with the offload to Liner, who then flicks it up to Dino, who goes over yeah. line. And it's three of our three of our you know big boys in the front eight that are riding how, tackles and throwing the ball through collision. How good was that Launchbury offload? Sort of yeah, very good mid dump tackle or something. Just managed to pop it out like a basketball pass actually. Yeah, out to Lewis Liner. It was so good. I don't think I've ever seen Launchbury do that. Yeah, it was it was it was quite cool. Very much a Harlequin now. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But no, it was. uh, Webb impressed me as well. Actually, we always talk about Webb's defensive game and his jackals, but he carried that ball hard and still managed to find the offload. Not an easy skill. I think he had a couple of turnovers in the game. Just classic eleven turnovers, which is just just what he does. But thirty thirty fourth minute again, operating in ten minutes here, aren't we? Really? Yeah. Well, but this is the other thing I said at the time. You know. Those two tries that we'd scored before, so obviously the yellow card comes on 15, and we've, yeah. we've scored two tries in that in that period yeah. where they were down around. It's so important. Yeah, great conversion. Like, it's so, mate, it? so important. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's almost a shame that it was the sort of the first minute and the 10th minute of that yellow card when we scored the tries. Yeah, maybe a but fraction. Fair but... play for Newcastle for kind of riding the wave, but I guess that constant pressure over that 10-minute period created those cracks in the 10th minute of that yellow card, so... Yeah, 14 points in 10 minutes for a yellow is, yeah. That's that's what you have to do. You, ha- you, have, to do make, you have to make those moments pay. Yeah. And then, you know, I feel like the next 35, 40 minutes of this is just going to be us pumping up Alex Dombrandt's tyres. You know, they're, oh. they're an absolute bursting point at the minute. But I can't, I can't, I can't believe it's taken us this far into the episode to do it. I, I know. He was, <laughs> he was ever present. Yeah. He was everywhere. It felt like, any try that we scored, he was involved somehow. Yeah. Do you, did you see um, Man City at the weekend? I know I'm no. just changing top of here. They beat Bournemouth 6-1 and the winger Doku had like four assists. Oh, really? Yeah, that yeah. was Dom. That yeah. was, Dom, was just Dom Brand. But he managed that's... to bag himself as well, didn't he? Yeah. So probably the, uh, the easier tries, the less sexy tries. The Nick David try was cool because, it again, it just comes off some well-executed front ball off the line out. It's one or two carries and then the ball comes out to the, the left-hand side. 
And Domers takes it, and it almost looks like it's going to be one of those sort of hard ball-carrying lines that he executes so well. But when actually he receives the pass, he just faints to the left. It's a little shimmy, isn't it? Yeah, Just a little shimmy. And maybe that's the the few kilos he's lost, just a little bit lighter here or there, and just drifts to the defender's outside shoulder and just delays the pass beautifully. David flies onto it, nearly gets brought down, and they also did review it, but he wasn't held on the ground. He was tackled, but then you know was, a, was still a free man. Just manages to half and half get himself back up and dot the ball over for a, a try on his birthday. Yeah, nice little birthday present from Dom Ramp, wasn't it? Yeah, but twenty one nil at half time. You're just thinking, right? It's perfect, really, isn't it? Oh, it's built so the foundation. Perfect. There's still work to be done in the second half. Go chase that fourth try. You've not conceded the point. You've got your tails up at home. It, it was the perfect scoreline at half time. I think hundred percent. And we were also thinking most of the day, if we can be, you know. 15, 20, 25 maybe points clear when we empty the bench and get the magician back on. That's quite a fun place to be, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it, it's the perfect place for them to be coming off the bench as well. Absolutely, yeah. I actually think um, there wasn't as much of an impact as we first thought there was going to be. But No, not so much. But again, um, we're, we're talking about the forwards throwing the ball around again. Ben Baxter, oh my God. He was unbelievable all day. Like set piece, scrum time, we we had dominance, and then it's just those little details that turn good premiership scrummaging forwards into good premiership scrummaging forwards with a little bit of Harlequin's magic sprinkled in. Yeah, and it's a little a little ball off the left. Riley then runs on and just flicks it off to the right, and it's that man again. It's the captain Alex Dombrand under the six, and we're all sitting there thinking, "God, this is good fun." Fortieth <laughs> premiership try for Alex Dombrand. That's, that is a lot, and he's going to get a lot more. Do you know how many appearances he's got for Harlequins as well? Have you got the answer? or oh, I've got the answer, but it's total appearances. Obviously, there'll be a few European ones in there. Okay, I've got no idea. It must be, I don't know, 115? So Wikipedia says 92, so we'll give or take two or three for how is up the date it? is. 92, yeah. Is that it? And obviously, we'll throw in, I'd imagine, maybe 10 or so in Europe, maybe 10 or 11, 12. So, 40 tries in 80-odd games in the Prem? That's insane. That's one really every game, really. Pretty, pretty good going. We're going to be quite simple with our mathematics there. But, yeah, he's going to get a lot. That's a pretty good game. And he's still my um, fantasy team captain, which I, again, forgot to change for the third week in a row. But it doesn't matter, because if he's captain, he's getting all the points. He's in my team, but I had Tyrone Green as captain this week, because he's uh, okay. always <laughs> against Newcastle. We'll get to that try. That needs its own section. We'll yeah. get to that try. It I don't does. know if you get any extra points in fantasy rugby for absolute worldies. But should, <laughs> that one should be worth double. Um, so, yeah, 40 tries for Don Brown. He's, he was colossal again. Oh, he joke, is a leader every time he steps out on the field. But it, it, just watching him these days... We knew he was going to be pissed off about England. He's had a horrible sort of six months, let's say, in and out of the squad, not really finding form for the national side, being used the wrong way. They've kind of changed his diet and altered his body shape. And he started the season like a man possessed. Yeah. He, I mean, we even said in our first episode, I can't believe we're going to have a prediction that it's probably going to come true, but players. <laughs> this is his year for player of the season. That was, wasn't even a bold call from us at the start, was it? I tweeted Sky request a bet yeah, at the start of the season. Bet. And I said, yeah. oh, how much um, can you give us, odds the on, bank. give us odds on Alex Dombrand winning Gallagher Premiership Player of the Year? Because I'm ready to stick the house on it. And they said, sorry, we won't give you odds on that. And I thought, yeah. fair enough, I wouldn't either. It's good business from them. Yeah, I um, mean, look, we're talking Dombrand again, aren't we, for the next try? Oh, he's just so intentional. Everything he does, the way he carried was like with proper intent. He wasn't just chucking it up. He looks quicker, as you say, a little bit less weight. He's smart, finds a space, throws in a shimmy. It's the power of that first carry that just changes the momentum of the attack. That, that's what I mean. He carried with such intent. The power in that carry, and then it's literally two phases later, and it's nothing to do with power. It's just pure elegance, finesse, just a little tap pass onto Lewis Liner. Just gave him the chance to score the try. Yeah, It wasn't an easy try. It's a hell of a finish from Lewis Liner. Yeah. It's funny that that wasn't the best finish of the game because it was a good one. Um, 50 but, caps for Lewis as well. Yeah, and he's going to get so much more. In fact, it doesn't feel like he's played 50 times. It feels like Dom Brown's got 30 of those Lewis liner caps, but yeah. um, those two are going to be around for a long time. But yeah, Dom Brandt going from sheer power to sheer finesse. But it was uh, Dom Brandt's doing the... Oh, he's, he's sort of ripping up the script, isn't he? Because it's, you know, rugby has that silly cliche of the, the piano pushers and the piano players 
that in that one try, Dom yeah, man, that can do both. Exactly, does both. <laughs> no, the 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 intensity and the the speed of his carry just to change the where the game line sits and then just the flick off the fingertips into the corner. It's, it's just special. And we won't just continue, you know, going on game by game or phase by phase because we did actually end up losing our way a little bit in the next sort of 10, 15 minutes. What well, didn't we? It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a perfect from start to start to finish. No, there weren't many negatives, were there? But there was one horrible negative that I don't know if we just want to skim over it because it makes me feel a bit sick. But we conceded a penalty try from the scrum with two international props on the field. Yeah, we did, but you know, we were we were down Against a man. Newcastle. We were down a man during that try as well. We were down a man in the in the pack. Dino was off the yellow card, wasn't he? So. Yeah, I just yeah. Let's not talk about that. No, but but it's it, but it's it's worth mentioning that it, it wasn't it wasn't an absolute ten out of ten. It was it was it was pretty good from from the first minute. But we did just have a spell where we lost our way for just for 10, 15 minutes. But it didn't. I was actually saying at the time to a very pleasant old chap next to me. It those spells in the game that we we can't afford to have them against. And I don't want to be disrespectful to Newcastle, but against the better size in the league, that will hurt you because we won't be. We might be, but we're not often going to be 25, 30 points clear at that stage where you can afford to have 10 minutes and know that you're still going to win the game. And also we'd wrapped up the bonus points. So at that stage, we're just thinking, right, you know, professionalism, clinical, blah, 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 and all that sort of stuff. But when, when we play the, the better sides at crunch time and in the bigger games, those 10, 15-minute spells where we're not quite up to it and, you know, yellow cards late in the game hurt you and a bit of discipline at set piece, we just need to iron out those cracks. And I'm sure that'll be one of the first things that Danny Wilson will mention in the training during the week. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too worried about it. I mean, it's never nice. No, I'm, I'm not worried uh, about it. It's just it's, it's just worth, it's, a, worth a mention, isn't it? But also, you, you, let's think about it. You're bringing back in a load of players that haven't really trained with the rest of the group. Yeah. Dylan Lewis has probably only known them for a week. Joe Marler's been away. Marcus Smith's been away. Dino Lamb's been back a little bit longer, but playing out of position at six, I know that doesn't really matter so much. Um, but yeah, there, there was a lot of change in that 15 minutes. It, it was probably quite a lot of, if not introductions, but... They wouldn't have shared a pitch with, with some of those players. And you've gone through every game this season with Will Porter and Jared Evans, 9 and 10. And then you've got a completely new half-back pairing with um, Porter and Smith, but then also Green and Smith. There, there was a lot of change. So I'm not surprised it was tricky to get a bit of momentum and we struggled in that period. But didn't we finish the game strong? <laughs> it's, it's one of the most unbelievable things I've seen on a rugby pitch. Well, I was going to ask you that question. You, you watched that live with your, your very two eyes. The kick was perfect. Tyrone Green, mid-air, completely horizontal, completely stretched out fully, yeah. catches that ball, manages to stay in field and dot it down all within half a second. Yeah. Just ridiculous. Is what? that the best try you've seen live? I think it's one of the best individual pieces of skill because you know when when I see best try I've seen live especially at the stoop that one against Montpellier in the side yeah, and splits off yeah. you know there there are better tries but as an individual piece of skill it was pretty special and I, and I was, like I say I don't know if anybody watches as much cricket as I do but during the summer there was a game at Hove actually between Sussex and I think it was Essex in the T20 and Brad Curry this left arm seamer it was all over the sport bible lad bible stuff mm. on Instagram you know, he's about the same. He's six feet off the floor, horizontal, right on the boundary. And it just lands, yeah, the fact lands that it's on the boundary is the key thing in that catch there because it is. it does make it quite similar, I suppose, trying to remain in field. But also, it's just a silly piece of skill to be executing on the boundary. That's the and also, because he's taken it sort of facing forward, I suppose, is the only way you can really describe it. To then take it facing forward, catch it, and have the... I don't, know, I don't know what it is. I suppose it's core strength or just spatial awareness or whatever spatial you want to call it. Isn't it? Yeah. To then just manipulate your body to land on your side to make sure that your elbow and your feet aren't clipping the whitewash. That was absolutely unbelievable. Like completely ridiculous. And also you could see the smile on his face when obviously they were looking at it on the TMO and all of our lads had gone back to the halfway line. He knew it was special, didn't he? And I've watched it on the <laughs> I've watched it on the highlights and the camera pans to him. He sat there the bat in, in it was like right wing. Just like big cheesy goodness face and was chuckling to himself. That was so good. So, so, so good. I've just, um, that was very good timing actually, because I'm just looking at Twitter now because we're about to bring up some three red reviews. The first tweet I've seen is rugby inside line, quote, tweeting Harlequins, and they've got a screenshot of their fantasy rugby team. They've also got Tyrone Green as captain. <laughs> They're starting a campaign that should be worth more in terms of points. So it goes back to what I was saying earlier. That deserved more than just a certain amount of points you get for a try. 
Um, he needed that, didn't he, Ty? He's and not been on top form. He, he's got an incredibly high bar because he's been so good for us in recent years. It's taken him a long time to recover from, from two very big injuries. He's been playing on the wing instead of full back. God, he needed that. And I think we all needed that a little bit, didn't we? I don't think you can really quantify actually how much that might mean just for his own confidence. Yeah, he's you're a right, he's, player, isn't he? 100%, because he's not... He doesn't he takes risks. He does things that no other player can do. And if you haven't got confidence, you don't take those risks. You remember, when, you remember when we sat in the stands together at Exeter and that crossfield kick came actually from Exeter and it's going towards his wing and he just goes up to maybe contest the ball in the air but looks at the player just before, doesn't quite get there and the ball lands into the Exeter's hands. A confident Tyrone Green, I think you even said it at the time, a confident Tyrone Green playing at the best of his ability goes up and takes that ball and then goes and starts his own attack. So that might just, I mean, obviously, you know, it springs anybody into life, but just that and the nature of it and the way that he plays and the way that his game is based around these sort of freakish bits of athleticism, that might just spring him into life for the next five or six weeks, which is unbelievable. And it's a it's a great segue because a lot of our three-word reviews are about Tyrone Green. <laughs> and a lot of them are sort of referring to Superman, which I think is incredibly accurate. And there's a brilliant, brilliant piece of art that James Mellor has done very quickly as well of Superman sat in his bedroom and they've got Tyrone Green out the window flying. I've seen, up. yeah, I've seen. I've seen it, it's great. Yeah, very good. Very, very quick as well. I appreciate a bit of speed for those kind of things. Um, let's get stuck into some three-word reviews. Paul Edwards, bonus point win. Yes, it was. And we said that at the start, didn't we? You know, we didn't want to... Well, I actually think we said it towards the end of last week, but we didn't want to be, again, disrespectful or looking down on any opposition that we play, but against Newcastle at home with a few boys returning, an absolute minimum was five points, and we managed, we managed it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, Jamie Alt says, top, top performance. Tom Walker says, flipping outstanding acrobatics. Mike on Twitter says, Tyrone is back. I think he is, isn't he? And then some nice questions for us as well. Um, first choice wingers, who are they? Well, a lot of it will depend on injury and how quick Caden gets back, but... Okay, let's say Caden's back tomorrow. Who's your back three? Jesus. Who are you dropping? <laughs> <laughs> but that's, but that's, a nice way, that's a nice problem. Nick to David has been quietly excellent. I think the rest of the league doesn't really know how good he is. But he's been excellent for us. I'm going to reserve the right to remain quiet on that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll address that when we have to. Cause we don't yeah, we'll cross that bridge when it comes. Good question, though. Thank you for making us squirm. Um, Babyface Assassin, Finn Baxter. Like that. Yeah, special. Like that. And I, also, I also saw uh, Rabbi Quinn's tweet earlier in, well, I think either last night or this morning, that our Finn Baxter and Will Porter outside chances for a Six Nations berth. The way Finn Baxter's playing. Um, it's probably too early, isn't it? But the way he's going. Yeah, it might be. It dep- it's so hard after a World Cup, isn't it? Because you don't really know whether he'll just completely tear up the script and go for, with a brand new cycle for the next four years. But he doesn't actually really need to do that. Let's just win now. So he might keep people involved. But like you still imagine that Farrell and Ford are going to be involved in, in the Six Nations, so it doesn't automatically become Marcus's shirt. I think it probably should, but that's because I'm a biased Quinns fan. But anyway, we'll see. Um, Baxter just needs to keep doing what he's doing, and I think the rest will take care of itself because there isn't a many there isn't many loose heads out there like him. Um, and then Chris Phillips has shared some lovely images on Twitter as well um, of his son meeting a lot of the players. as one with Nick David. His three-word review is sharing hairstyles is his son's... <laughs> yeah, that's quite cool, isn't it? That's a good one, isn't it? And Quinn's making memories was another three-word review. So, as always, thank you for submitting them. Um, we didn't get any voice notes this week, so share your voice notes next week. Hopefully, there'll be some passionate celebratory ones after a big win away at Leicester. Speaking of voice notes, we've had a submission from the Rolling Mall podcast, the Leicester Tigers fan podcast. Thanks to Mike and Elliot for sending this one over. Looking forward to previewing... This week's game, as Quinns go up and play Leicester at Welford Road, they've had a bit of a, a stop-start season so far. Interesting to see what they make of it. Hi, lads. Hope you're doing well. Looking forward to Tigers against Quinns next weekend. We've had a bit of a crap start to the season, to be honest. We're really excited, given how we got in the Premiership Cup. Really ambitious rugby while still doing all the physical grunt stuff that we're famous for. Unfortunately, we've sort of regressed and kind of gone into a really, really narrow, sort of straight-up kicking game, which... Hasn't really got us anywhere so far. We got a good win against Bath. Uh, Then we rested all of our returnees from the World Cup against Saracens. And we were well beaten, but probably not by as much as many people thought we would. 
they're all going to be back for the Quinns game, so that's going to be interesting to see how they get on, obviously, under Dan McKellar. Player to watch, uh, Solomon Akata um, played for Tonga in the World Cup. He's a new signing. Uh, he might start on the bench as opposed to start, but he looked wicked when he came off the bench against Saracen. Some real uh, thrust in the midfield, which is probably something we've been lacking. Obviously, the big signing for us this season is Ollie Hassel-Collins. We've just got to give him the ball in space. Um, season prediction we were hoping before the start of the season that we'd be you know looking at top four minimum and potentially with the squad we've got looking for top two but we're going to have to start getting our act together pretty quickly and that's going to be against you boys um, on Saturday so the, this season's really going to start proper this time anyway hope we're all going well and uh, catch up soon cheers let's look ahead then as you said earlier Welford Road bit of a bucket list always a tough place to go They've not started their season brilliantly. Four games, one win, three defeats. So there's plenty going on. And also we must probably say that the one win they did have in round three against Bath was only by a point. So, you know, it's it's close. And it was an 81st minute penalty that got them over the line. So they were pretty close to being zip and four. Um, They're obviously going to have some returning stars, as we know, the likes of Freddie Stewart, etc. Yeah, you can't take anything from this, I think. I think beware the wounded animals, the first thing I'll say. As a club, yeah. they're really hurting after losing quite a lot. They're back at home. They're never easy to beat at home. And as you say, they have a lot of returning players, not just English as well. They've got a lot of other players from South Africa, Andre Pollard, Jack Risa. Yeah. So um, they could be a completely different outfit on the pitch come this weekend. Did they get back as well, weren't they? I think George Martin is still injured, but Chesson will be back in there. And then they've still got, you know, the likes of ROL, two of our old mates, one of one of them especially close to our hearts, and one of them after a nice sort of fleeting appearance last year, Josh Bassett on the wing, and obviously Mike Brown still turning out a fullback. I'm not yeah. sure whether Brownie will play if Freddie Stewart's going to be straight back in, but you'd like to see him involved in, in some capacity, wouldn't you? Maybe he can sort me with some tickets. <laughs> well, he gave, he gave, gave us a shirt, which I've kept hold of, so maybe he needs to ask, yeah. him, maybe he needs to ask him for another favour. Yeah, man, sort of some tickets. But yeah, Leicester will be a weird one, won't it? I don't know what to make of their season so far. We've obviously heard from Mike and Elliot from a fan's perspective, but they lost to Saracens this week. It wasn't even a close game, really. I think no, Saracens not really. Comfortably. But those two opposition are going to sort of be a good benchmark of where we actually are, aren't they? We've We've got to a good point here, but we'll know a lot more about our hopes after we've played Leicester this weekend and Saracens next weekend. So um, good to see them go head to head and see where we should be benchmarking ourselves. I'm hopeful. We got a win away yeah. there last season against all odds, really, when, when we kind of lost all hope and they had a good outfit out that day as well. So let's see how we go. I'm probably changing my team quite a lot this week. What are you doing? Do you know what? I was, I was just going to say in terms of them playing at home and away, they've actually only played one home game in the first three the only game home game they played this year so far was in round two against Sale. Although they lost, you know, they're going to be absolutely itching to get back at home in front of their fans, aren't they? So I don't know. And one of my abiding memories of watching us play away at Leicester, not that I was there, was the year that we should have beaten them when Hugh Jones fudged up that try. Yeah. Uh, we should have had another away win there that year. So Yeah, that's true. That is true. I um I wonder if we'll see, talking of centres, I wonder if we'll see a returning agent of chaos. Well... Well, William, um, Billy Millard did come into the what Legends' Land. What do you know? Land. What do you know? <laughs> no, no, Billy, Billy did come into the Legends' Land. He did say that Andre will be back with the squads Monday or Tuesday. So, right. And they did say, he obviously said, you know, we're not quite 100% sure what state he's going to be in after having a, a celebratory yeah. couple of weeks, but he's going to be back in the building Monday or Tuesday, which is brilliant. Hopefully that gives him a couple of days on the Watt bike to get some rev, revs going. I mean, look, he should be fairly... You know, tip-top shape having been with South Africa. He's not exactly missed out on any conditioning. He's just maybe lacking a little bit of match time. Yeah, sweat out a bit of Castle Lager. Yeah, exactly. And then get him straight in the 12 shirt. Oh, um, I think so. I think I, so. I I changed quite a lot this week. I think Finn Baxter goes to the bench. He's had a lot of minutes. He's been brilliant. But I think Leicester away. He might be up against Dan Cole. And actually, Joe Marler is the man for, for that one. Yeah. Joe Marler straight back in. Leicester away. I think he likes that one as well. I think... I don't know if I'm recording this exactly correctly, but Welford Road is one of his favourite stadiums to play at. I don't know if I've made that up. I think he quite likes that one, atmosphere-wise as well. He's, quite old, he's quite old school, though, isn't he, Joe? And Welford yeah, Road is yeah. old school. Yeah, he's in. Hooker, God, I still don't know. I don't know if I bring Jack Walker back in. Well, it's interesting that Walker didn't 
feature this weekend. At and all. Sam yeah. Riley was actually man of the match on the day, according to PRTV. Yeah. PRTV. Hell of an accolade, the PRTV. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if they actually watched the game. Well, um, Rupert Cox, by the way, was doing commentary by himself. I think he's brilliant. I think he's really good. Um, but yeah, Sam Riley, I thought had a brilliant game. Keeps the two shirt. Yeah. Jack Walker does come back in. He probably wears 16. But um, I think so. We talked about jibs a lot. Still Gosh, a young player. Though, how do you pick? How do you pick? I don't know. Um, Collier's in. And yeah. Dylan Lewis is on the bench. So our front row and the bomb squad off the bench, strong as it's ever been. Looks pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah. Good for Tigers away, that, isn't it? And then it's yeah. Laundry and Hammond. Well, Hammond did have a HIA assessment towards the end of the game and didn't come off. He did look a little bit shaken, so... It's a dependent concussion, we think. Yeah, so but he's been he's, he's played well, and as you mentioned last week, he's been calling the line out, which has been operating yeah. seamlessly. So yeah. it might be a bit of a shame to lose him if he's not fit. If he isn't fit, then I'd imagine Dino goes into the second row. Yeah, and maybe we have that situation where maybe James Chisholm gets a start at six and a bit of grunt. It was interesting actually yesterday. That this is James. Sorry, just to interrupt. It's a James Chisholm kind of game. This isn't it? Uh, yeah, Let's... I think so. The yeah. thing is, and and if it's I'm... not him, maybe it's Chandler Cunningham himself for a similar reason. However, I, w- I was thinking yesterday when Chandler Cunningham South came off the bench, I thought, oh, maybe he'll go to six when Hammond will come off and Dino. Will be... But actually, Don Brandt came off for a rest. Yeah. Obviously, you know, again, apologies to Newcastle fans that might be listening. Yeah, game it, was done. Yeah. Game was done. It was against Newcastle. But I wonder how much rugby he's played at six. You have to obviously go back and, and do some do some number crunching. But if you could get him in at six, maybe. Why, why not? I th- well, one thing that's definitely clear is that it's going to be Will Evans at seven and Alex Don Brandt at eight. So. Absolutely. Whether it's Chisholm or Cunningham South at six for a bit of go forward and a bit of oomph, I don't mind. And then does Danny Care come back? I think they'll do with Danny what they did with Marcus. I think Will Porter will stay at nine and I think Danny will come off the bench. I do think, yes. I mean, Danny is Danny. He's unbelievable. Coming straight back into a team that's already clicking. Maybe you leave it clicking for now and he comes off the bench, as you say, like Marcus has done. We saw a little bit of 10s, 15 minutes of rustiness, not from those players specifically, but as a collective of players that hadn't played so much together. So I would and maybe also, with Danny take him off the bench. With Danny, he's played that role of the bench in the last five or six weeks pretty well, hasn't he? So Yeah, as of, I mean, yeah. I don't know how much that counts for, but it's a fair point as well. So we're saying Will Porter... It's got to be Marcus Smith at 10. Yeah, it has to be at Marcus at 10. Back at 10. Look, make no bones about it. Jeb has been outstanding. Yeah. And we really like him. We like he's him been, a lot. He's been better than outstanding, hasn't he? Yeah. We really like straight, him. Straight in with a new scrum half and, and get three wins out of four. Yeah. Should have been four wins as well. Should have been. But it <laughs> be, he's uh, been outstanding. That one blip was actually his fault. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But we, but we, we've, 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 we've passed that now. We're, we're about yeah. a month, we're, we're a month we're a month away from that. We're past that. It's it's Marcus. I, I still blame the ref and PRTV for not having enough angles, but maybe. And then I think, like you said, if we can get Andre back in the back in the room, back in the building, again, it's it's no knock on Lenny, but if Andre's fit and available, he's got to play. This is an Andre fixture, isn't it? You've got to play. Has Another to play. Game. Oscar Beard's been going well at thirteen. It, he's certainly like, there's been no Will Joseph up there though. Two weeks out now. Yeah, not heard anything from him. So. Maybe we well, we assume maybe it was an injury that was a little bit well, slightly more severe than maybe we first thought. But Oscar Beard at 13 has been doing brilliantly the last couple of weeks, barely put a fo- foot wrong yesterday, so he'll be back in at 13. He's he's been playing similarly to Dombrand actually, in the sense that everything he does, he does it with real intent, like carries hard, he tackles hard. Like, there's no half heartedness with Oscar Beard, everything he does is full commitment. So, again, I can see that working well in Leicester away where everything's going to be a bit more physical. And then they suffer. Yeah. But the, the back three remain, don't they, at the minute? No one's moving them. Yeah. And we're not having that debate until we need to have it. No, exactly. And then, yeah, from the bench, I just just see who becomes fit and who becomes available. Obviously, there's going to be some, uh, no doubt, some social media push from the, the guys inside the Quinns building getting photos of Andre and Danny. I can't and, wait for them. Yeah, that'll be good fun. So, do, um, What do you do with the bench? Well, like I you said, that's quite the... interesting and... I mean, we talked about it briefly, mainly for a bit of fun, not because we actually believe it, but I think we did see a 6-2 split on the bench from one of the Prem sides this weekend. We saw it a lot of the World Cup. We've got an unbelievable pack, and it's going to be a physical contest. And the depth we've got in the pack is is great. We're a little bit slimmer with backs at the moment because of injuries. Could it be a 6-2? 
Well, this is interesting, wasn't it? Because we were again, a, a, as we usually are, we were a 5-3 split on the bench. We had Green, Smith and Bryn Bradley. We said it a few weeks ago, didn't we? And, and I think I think one of the coaches actually made the point. It might have even been Jerry Flannery. That might be a misquote. But he said in in one of the interviews he did either online or whatever it was, that we don't we never take Marcus Smith off for tactical reasons. Yeah. So he only really comes off the pitch if it's an injury. So and you, you don't often plan for them. So, you know, if, if Porter I think is gonna stay at nine for me and that they'll do what they did with Danny and he'll come off the bench. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but I don't think there's a spot for Jared Evans, which is unfortunate because he's been so good. So I think it'll be Danny at twenty one and then if Andre's going to play, you probably have one of the spare centres. Yeah, Lenny on 22. Lenny, maybe 22. Maybe they'll stick with Bradley because he can play maybe 12 and 13 potentially. So that's that's the, that's the option, isn't it? So it's who wears that 23 shirt. It'll be interesting. Um, I um, No Northmore, no Joseph. I think I do have Jared Evans on the bench, but not planning to come on at 10. Just so we've got cover. Well, I, th- I, th- I think I think they might. If pick... goes down after ten minutes and you're playing seventy minutes away at Leicester without a fly half, that's a pretty sticky position to be in. You might be right. That would yeah. be really interesting. That would be one thing actually would be really, really interesting to see whether they pick a, a reserve ten on the bench and Jared, or whether they go with two, two sort of outside backs, maybe a, a centre and a winger. Whether it's Bradley and Lennox or whether it's well, Oscar Beard can cover the wings as well. So yeah, and that and that Beard. might that might be part of it, which is why I think may, maybe then. Pick, oh, I, don't know. I don't know. It'd be really interesting. Byron covers full back. Yeah. David does both if there's an injury somewhere. And that's the yeah. thing. We've got a few back players or back players in the back three or four where, you know, they can do two or three positions. It's just whether you try and carry that extra 10. Because in, in, the, in the past, we've done it. It's we've... 10 cover and centre cover where I think we need someone on the bench. I'm not sure who that would be. Don't know. We'll wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll wait and see. Anyway. Looks like that's right. a good place to leave it. I'm just yeah. very, very jealous, you know. Obviously, I've I've rubbed your nose in it a little bit with uh with my Saturday antics, but I'm very jealous that you're going to be heading up to Welford Road on the weekends. Well, I need to get it all booked, but yeah, the intent is very much there. And um, as we sit here recording at Sunday at three o'clock, four o'clock, let's say, we're top of the league. We are top uh, of the league. Exeter Bristol is currently going on. It's fourteen thirteen, so the tighter that game can be, the better. And if there's no try bonus points, I'll be very, very pleased. So yeah, delighted. As we wrap up this episode, we are top of the league, and let's get you back. <laughs> let's cut, let's cut, cut it off before anything changes. Stop the count. End the season here. No, I um, I don't want to end the season here. I love no. the jeopardy, and I think we're playing some brilliant rugby, and I think we're going to go up to Leicester this weekend, and I do think we're going to do a job. I think it's going to be ugly, but I think we're going to do a job. Yeah, 100%. Anyway, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. What a Saturday it was back at home at the Stoop. And we're looking forward to uh, seeing how the boys get on on the road next weekend. Have a great week. If any of you are going to Leicester, have a safe trip and we will see you again soon. Cheers, mate. Come on, the Queens. Come on,